0: I believe, in spite of the fact that it seems like we just kind of do the same thing over and over, we do have momentum, and we are making progress with our uh, renovation and our building uh, situation here and and future expansion and so forth. And I'm excited about all of that. I had a, a very unusual discussion today with my bishop. I was on the phone with him talking about the progress of this renovation and some decisions that I had to make today uh, that I was asking for his counsel on and then just projecting, trying to sort out uh, when we will get done in this crazy, crazy season where there's just a clog in every pipeline and what used to take a week takes 60 days and what used to take 60 days now takes six months and everybody's out of everything and labor shortage and and all this kind of stuff which if you were paying attention at all you knew that this was coming and so uh, we're here and I, I can't do anything to speed it up and I believe that the Lord is working everything according to his plan and in that discussion I was talking to him about our future plans, and I just ask him the hard question every once in a while, uh, because I believe that faith is faith, um, but I also believe that sometimes you can be so stubborn, God will just go ahead and give you what you want, and so just every once in a while, I ask him the hard question, do we need to let it go, and his answer today was absolutely not, God is going to do it. That is his plan. Amen. And I told him, I told him, I said, my my prayers for years were, Lord, we believe you're going to do it. God, you're going to do it. I see it. I can see it happening. I can see it finished. It's going to happen. I don't know how, but you're going to do it. God's going to get the glory. That's been my prayer for years and years and years. And lately, It's been, Lord, if this is not your perfect will, would you please not let it happen? Please don't let it happen. Just please, just cut the whole thing out. And we'll pivot, and we'll go the direction you tell us to go, but um, that's not going to happen. Amen. And that's not a lack of faith. That is just using wisdom and making sure that we're still in lockstep uh, with the Lord because I've seen the Lord change his mind before too but in that conversation we were I was just talking about the enormity of it all and how, how God is just going to do these major things and, and it's going to have to be him and it can't be man, can't get the credit for it there's no way, nobody and, and he started sharing some things and he said a couple of years ago I preached a message and he started telling me the story and uh, he's 13 hours away in Kansas preaching right now. And I said, good gracious. I said, if only. He said, if only. I said, if only you could be here tonight to preach that message. He said, no, sir, you're going to preach that message tonight. And I said, I am. He said, <laughs> he said uh, yes, sir. He said, that's why I was telling you the story. I said, "Well, do you, do you have any notes?" <laughs> he said, "Well, I'll try to find them. I'll try to find them." And he he looked for a good long while, and he said, I, "I can't find them. I can't find them." But he he said, "I'll I'll try to tell you enough, and then I'll share a couple of things with you, and um, so forth, and, and and you preach it." And so the Lord's the Lord's gonna preach it tonight, and and I'm gonna tell you. Um, I won't be able to preach it as good as him, and I won't be able to tell the story as good as him. But I do feel the urgency of this word tonight. And I think it applies to so many, many different scenarios, individually and collective, for now and in the future. From the past, present, and the future, I think it is applicable. And I'm going to turn your attention tonight to 2 Samuel. Uh, chapter 21 I'm going to begin reading with verse 15 and let me say um, that I do give honor to my bishop and I absolutely don't know what I would do without him and I'm thankful not only for his covering um, and and I say this respectfully not as an equal uh, but just the way that he treats me I'm thankful for his friendship and I understand where the line is, and to me, that's not a buddy; it's a different kind of friendship. Um, but he has he has treated me for a long time like a friend, and I'm I'm so very very thankful for that. Now, there's some names in here. I'm going to do my best to pronounce them correctly, uh, but if I don't I butcher the King's English here, um. Just bear with me. Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel. And David went down and his servants with him and fought against the Philistines. I want you to notice this. And David waxed faint. David waxed faint. The enemy just waits on the leader. To get tired, to get exhausted, to get burned out, and to wax faint. And he will take advantage of the situation to come in and start trying to wreak havoc. Amen. And Isbibinob, which was of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight, he being girded with a new sword, Ought to have slain David. But Abishai, the son of Zeruah, secured him and smote the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swore unto him, saying, Thou shalt not go more out with us to battle, that thou quench not the light of Israel. David was the light of Israel. They said, We can't afford to lose you, you're not going to battle. With us on this one It came to pass And don't worry about that I'm not trying to get out of anything And I'm not the light of Israel It came to pass after this That there was again A battle with the Philistines at Gob Then Sabachai The Hushethite Saph, Which was of the sons of the giant That's two That's two giants And there was again a battle in Gob with the Philistines where El-Hanan, the son of Jael-Origim, a Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Goliath, the Gittite, the staff of whose spear was like a beaver's, uh, weaver's beam. And there was yet a battle in Gath where was a great man of great stature. This is Four that had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes four and twenty in number and he also was born to the giant and when he defied Israel Jonathan the son of Shemaiah, the brother of David slew him these four were born to the giant in Gath there was a giant that had four born unto him five giants one of them was Goliath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants these four were born to the giant in Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants are you here tonight praise God I want to talk to you tonight from the subject I asked him what his title was. He said he couldn't remember. But I want to talk to you about choices. Produce giants. Choices produce giants. Praise God. Would you pray with me right now? And I want you to, I need you to come to church a little bit. Father, I pray for this sanctuary of people, men, men and women of God in this place, brothers and sisters people of like precious faith i pray that your anointing lord would rest heavily upon us in this place i pray that the power of god would move in this sanctuary tonight and i pray that you would minister in a multiplicity of areas i pray that you would help us lord to do your will in this place tonight let the hand of god rest upon every child of god i pray lord that faith would arise, and I pray that the power of your spirit would move in here on a Thursday night. In the name of the Lord God, I pray that there would be a Sunday night anointing in here if there is such a thing. We believe that you're not limited to the day of the week. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord, but sometimes our mindset has a higher expectation on Sunday or Sunday night than it does on Thursday. And I know, Lord God, that you've sent me to this pulpit to speak a word from the Lord out of the mouth of the prophet of God that I was on the phone with this afternoon. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that your anointing, your angels, your power, your spirit would move in this place. Would you pray with me right now? Come on, we need to get get past the flesh. We need to get past the carnal mindset. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are worthy, God, of praise. You are worthy, Lord, of praise. We thank you, Lord, for your power. We thank you for your anointing. We glorify you in this place. We pray that your spirit, Lord, would conduct and orchestrate and move. In Jesus' name, from the back row to the front, from the media booth to the platform, I pray that you would bring us in one mind synchronize this place lord and lockstep with you let there be a flow of your spirit and your anointing jesus in jesus name in jesus name would you clap your hands unto the lord and give the lord a great shout of praise come on don't don't do it casually militantly lord we praise you here tonight we exalt you we magnify you and we thank you for your goodness and mercy hallelujah come on praise him right now praise him right now hallelujah 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 come on praise him come on praise him if you don't want to be in church you shouldn't have come to church We praise you, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you. Yeah. Feel that freedom now. You feel that freedom now. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God, and you may be seated. Within the last couple of weeks in study, I came across... The 21st chapter of the book of 2 Samuel and I read this very passage as many of you have probably many times before and I I thought man there's, there's some powerful stuff right there when you think about the history of David's life and the calling of David we are intrigued by his story the steps that he took, and the fact that every one of them were ordained to position him not only as a great warrior for Israel, but arguably the greatest king of Israel, a man after God's own heart. But in these battles, David, David did not fight at the, insist- the, the insistence of some of his mighty men because they knew he was faint. They knew he was weary. They knew he was discouraged. And so they were concerned. We can't let you go out to battle in a condition like this because not only will you put our lives in danger and become a liability to us, we are afraid that the light of Israel may be quenched as well. And so we need you to to stay behind. And so it was not just one battle, but it was four battles. And it was four battles that were apparently led by these four different giants. We don't have a lot of information about them, but there is information about them in the Scripture, and who they are tied to and where they go back and their lineage. And you can trace it on back. And where you know what you're looking for, it becomes very, very clear the origin of, of what happened long before these battles ever took place. And let me let me just say this that the enemy will he will lie and wait as long as he has to. And he will set a trap and he will develop a strategy to take you down. You as a child of God and us as the people of God, he is constantly working to move pieces in place and He doesn't really get impatient. He's trying to lay it all out. And and he is not just after anybody in the kingdom of God. He is after the creme de la creme. He wants the mighty man of Israel. He wants the light of Israel. He wants the leader of the congregation. He wants the leaders of the congregation. And if you read this chapter, I mean, you can, there's all kind of preaching right there just in those few verses. We preached about David and Goliath. But here is four giants that were taken down, and nobody really even talks about them too much. Occasionally you'll hear a preacher mention them because of the unique nature of one of these giants that apparently had six fingers on each hand and six toes on, on each foot. These were enormous men. Some of them, the way they are described, it, it makes giant or Goliath seem almost. Insignificant, like he's not really the giant that we make him out to be, because there's something much bigger and much greater than him. But there was a there was a lineage that that started somewhere. Now to find that that lineage and to find the origin of these men, you have to go back to the book of Ruth. And if you if you've read the story of Ruth, it's four chapters, and it's a very important book and it talks about the Kinsman Redeemer and we have several characters in there we have we have Naomi and we have her husband and we have Orpa and Ruth the two daughters in law that were married to the sons of of Naomi and that whole story about how the husband of Orpa and the husband of Ruth died and it seems like a tragedy like it just happened out of nowhere and Naomi hears that there's corn in Egypt or in Israel again. There's food back in Egypt or Israel, and the famine is over with, and And she starts to make her way back, and Ruth and Orpah are following her. And she turns to them, and she almost insists, but really she's encouraging them to go back to the land. Be be the Moabites that you are. Go ahead and settle back in your land. I I'm not part of you, and you're not part of me. I'm going to go here and... We know that story. In that story, Orpah said, I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to go back to uh, the land of Moab. I'm going to stay right here, and I'm going to reintegrate with my people. I don't have a husband anymore, and so I'm going to turn back. But Ruth said, I'm going with you. Your God is going to be my God, and your people are going to be my people. There was something. There was a quick conversion in the life of Ruth We assume it had always been there But up to this time We don't really have any evidence of their history And so when this happened We have this affirmation from Ruth That tells Naomi I, I'm going with you I'm I, I'm going to connect To what you're connected to I, your, your spirit, I want your spirit I want your belief system I want your conviction, I want your faith And we always talk about Ruth But we don't We don't talk about Orpah because there it seems that there is not a whole lot of history with them. The Bible presents Orpah and Ruth as sisters, but they were not really sisters. Well, they actually were sisters, but they were the daughters of the king of Eglon, who was the king, or King Eglon, who was the king of Moab. And so Orpah and Ruth. Uh, they did not convert in their marriages. We find this through the Talmud and through historians and Jewish rabbis that have written about them that all the time that they were married to their husbands, the sons of Naomi, they never converted to the belief system of Naomi. So something happened with Ruth fairly quickly that caused her to move on, but somehow Orpah, she, she never got it. Whatever was on Naomi never got on her. And I want to tell some of you here tonight that, that are working on people and you're, you're doing your best to pour into them and to teach them and to instruct them and to help them and to put the Word of God in them. There is a price for them to pay when they turn around from what you're trying to tell them. There's a price for them to pay. You, you can't just walk away from truth and expect everything to just be normal and as it was. I believe that God gives people an opportunity and people have to seize upon that. And I think they may have more than one opportunity, but I believe when you feel that compelling on the inside of you to continue to work on somebody and they just reject it and reject it and reject it, they are opening themselves up to another spirit of the enemy and their lives are going to be worse off than they were before they met you. They're going to turn away from the truth and there is another spirit that is going to see that reaction to the truth and it is going to begin to take over them and they are not going to be the same person anymore. I I believe there was a little bit of limited action with Ruth and Orpah. I believe that there was a period of time, whether it was months or years, where they were on their best behavior. They were doing whatever they could to live by the house rules and, and to be respectful in front of Naomi. But, but when, that, when that break was made and when, they were, when, when Orpah severed herself from the opportunity to follow after what Naomi had, something else began to take over her. Historians and, and rabbis and the Talmud, they, they write things in there that are... That are absolutely perverted about the life of Orpa. And once she turned away from it, it was like another spirit took over her. And historians indicate that the very night that she turned away from Naomi, she slept with a hundred men and a dog. is there in the records. Because whatever was in Ruth that caused her to pursue after Naomi was not in Orpah. And something perverted took over her. And she began to sleep with all these men. Her name means threshing, and it refers to the fact that men threshed her and they took advantage of her, and she played the whore and the harlot. And what most people don't realize is when you track it back through the lineage, it was out of those relationships and that whoredom that that Orpah began to have with all of these men that she slept with a giant and she produced... Four sons out of the loins of that relationship with that man. And those men would grow up to be the enemy of David and Goliath was a part of that process. When David and Goliath met on the battlefield that day, it wasn't an accidental meeting. It wasn't an arbitrary meeting They had been tracking one another in the spirit, not even really knowing what was going on. And Goliath stood on the battlefield that day defying the armies of the living God. Because when a perverted spirit takes over a person, the choice that they make produces the giants that become the enemy of the people of God. And these giants grew up with a hatred toward the people of God. They grew up hating Israel. They hated the kings of Israel. They hated, they hated the warriors of Israel. And they were determined that they were going to do whatever they could to bring down the armies of Israel. David really didn't know In the natural exactly what he was Going to encounter that day When he met Goliath in the valley Of Eli but God Arranged it and he put him in The right place at the right time And it was almost as if heaven Was signaling
1: down That I've had enough of your hatred Toward my people I've had enough of your perversion I've had enough of your sorcery And your witchcraft And your big in stature but you are are not going to take down the armies of Israel and I am going to take the seed of Ruth and pit it against the seed of Orpah on the valley of Elah and my man is going to destroy your man
0: come on somebody clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise I've always wondered why David went down to the brook and get five smooth stones when it only took one to take Goliath down. But in David's mind, he may not have known why he was picking up the five smooth stones. He may have just
1: done it instinctively but when he put those in the pouch it was like God said I got one for Goliath and I got one for his siblings I got one for every giant in the enemy territory David may not be big in stature but he's big in the spirit and your stature is never going to be greater than the power of my anointing upon my people I wish somebody would praise him right now.
0: Come on, somebody praise him right now. We feel like we're surrounded by opposition. We're surrounded by the enemy. Every attack of the enemy seems huge. The enemy does everything he could can to magnify it. It's that intimidating voice that says, send me your champion. It's that spirit of fear that comes to you in the middle of the night. It's that thing that comes to you in the middle of situations where you're faint of heart and you don't really know if you can go another step. Amen. But the anointing of God is upon the people of God. And Ruth bore a giant too. His name was David. Man looked at him as a little shepherd boy. He didn't stand head and shoulders like Saul did.
1: But he was mighty in the spirit. And he was a warrior in the spirit. And out of David would be brought up and developed and trained 30 mighty men, one of them's name was Eleazar, who fought in one battle so hard that his hand locked on the sword and they could not pry his hand loose. I wanna tell you right now that God is raising up a force and he's raising up giants in the kingdom of God. And some of you are learning how to hold on to the sword and the enemy's trying to knock it out of your hand. But if you'll fight long enough, nobody will ever be able to pry the sword out of your hand. I'm here to tell you, that which comes out of Gath will never be mightier than what comes out of Israel.
0: everything about god is calculated you can be seated everything about god is intentional everything about god is is measured down to the letter the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. You thought it was an accident. God said, I needed you there. I know it doesn't make sense why you're there right now, but I needed you there so I could get you there. I can't get you there from over here. I have to move you over here, and it doesn't look like anything is happening right now, David. I know the sheep
1: stink, and I know you're just writing songs and all that, but I'm lining you up with the plan of God because I've got some giants that I have to deal with, and I have to let Orpah know that what you did When you turned away from Naomi, there's a price to pay for it. I want to preach to somebody in this place. You're either going to be Orpah or you're going to be Ruth. You're either going to kiss God and walk away like Orpah did, or you're going to cling to her like Ruth did. You're either going to kiss Jesus like Judas did in the garden of Gethsemane, or you're going to cling to him like the other 11 and you're going to turn the world upside down. I wish I had somebody that'll preach with me here right now. I'm telling you right now, the armies of God are about to rise up, and that perverted spirit that is coming against our world is going to be defeated. I wish somebody would praise him. You can't stop the church. You can't shut down the church.
0: Yeah, 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 go on praise him. Well, hallelujah. Ruth represents modesty, Orpah represents promiscuity. You can't be both at the same time. If you're promiscuous, you're Orpah. She is the opposite of Ruth. There's always a contrast. That's why when people are walking away from truth, like Orpah did, there's always a Ruth that's saying your people are going to be my people and your God is going to be your, my God. I want to preach to some people up in this place here tonight and I want to tell you that God brought you out of darkness. Don't you dare go back to it. God has given you an opportunity to pursue something that somebody else has tried tried to hand over to you. Don't you dare
1: reject it. Don't you let the price that somebody... We got elders in this place right here that prayed you in when you didn't even want to come in. They were praying when you were drugging. They were praying when you were drinking. They were praying when you were whoring around. They prayed you in here. Don't you dare in this hour decide to be the opposite of Ruth. preaching to somebody right now. God's calling to a root generation. Ruth was the mother of David, but Orpah was the mother of Goliath. Amen. Promiscuity will always burst something that will be the enemy of the people of God, but at the end, just one rock can take him down. His name is Christ. He was the rock Christ Jesus, and God's got one for every giant. I wish somebody believed what I was preaching right
0: now. I wish somebody believed what I was preaching right now. So just let me preach to the devil for a couple of minutes here. You you have tried to raise up every giant. I'm talking to the devil. I hope he can hear me. I know he can. You have tried to raise up every giant you could to prevent us from having that building, to prevent us from getting the money, to prevent us from figuring it out, to bring in confusion in the camp, to trying to stir up trouble in the church, to keep us out of rented buildings, lease
1: buildings, owned buildings. He's done everything that he could. But Ruth has birthed a David generation and David, the spirit of David is on the people of God right now and all I can tell you is the earth is gonna shake when that last giant falls. There ain't no giant big, oh my God, help me preach right now. There ain't no giant that is big enough to keep you from the promises of God. His hand is upon you. Somebody, Somebody needs to understand
0: your choices produce giants. Some of them look like Goliath, but some of them look like David. They're both giants. They just don't look the same. One looks a whole lot bigger and taller. It looks like it's a whole lot more fun. It looks like it's a whole lot more satisfying. It looks like it brings a whole lot more pleasure. It looks
1: like it's a quicker way to a happy ending. But the other side... Don't underestimate the spirit of David. My God, Pastor Jackson. Don't you underestimate what God is doing in your life. People have written you off. People have forgot you on the backside of your wilderness somewhere. People forgot you because this year you're just a shepherd in the field. But God's anointing is upon you and God is going to bring you right in front of the biggest giant of your life and it ain't going to stop there. Come on, let's pray right now.
0: Come on, let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. Hakat alabosata, rabakata mosake abakata, inomoyeke abakata laboseya, ramakata labosike atayendo laboseya. In the name of God. In the name of God, I pray in the spirit of promiscuity off of people in this place. I'm praying the spirit of perversion off of people in this place uh,
1: and the spirit of lust and witchcraft and rebellion and stubbornness in the name of the Lord. I pray in that orpah spirit off people in this place. Uh, let the spirit of Ruth uh, come on somebody that says, I'm going to cleave. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to get a tight grip on it. I'm going to be part of the generation that comes out of the loins of David. I'm going to be a mighty man I'm gonna be a mighty woman in the spirit I dare somebody to
0: pray in the spirit right now with authority I dare you to do it with power I dare you to do it with a boldness in the spirit right now face it come on
1: face it right now face it right now the enemy may be threatening to quench the light of Israel But God's got other mighty men in his quiver that he's going to release on the battlefield.
0: Yeah. Yeah, come on. I'm done preaching. Come on. In the name of Jesus, I release you to be mighty. Don't kneel. I want you to stand. I release you to be mighty. I release you to be powerful. I release you to be a giant killer. I release it in the name of Jesus. Some of you are on the edge, teetering back and forth. You're going to decide tonight whether you're going to be an Orpah or you're going to be a Ruth. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Yeah. Oh, yes, Lord. Yeah, come on. I feel
1: power. I feel authority right now. In the name of Jesus, I dare you to drive out every spirit of the enemy quit worrying about the attack of the enemy God's about to align you in the valley of Eli with the descendants of Orpah sooner or later God is going to say I've had enough
0: that's it, it's about to come on somebody in this place Somebody's about
1: to get violent in the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody's going to kick over something in the enemy's camp.
0: Come on, I'm praying for every marriage. Take your hands off, devil. I'm praying for every home. I'm praying for every ministry. i pray praying for every saint of God in this place. If you'll hold on. If you'll hold on to what Naomi gave you. There's a David in your lineage. God's going to raise up warriors under you. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on. Some of you have been discouraged. You've been worn out. You've been burnt out. You've been faint. In Jesus' name I pray. A fresh anointing on you. I pray a fresh fire on you. In the name of Jesus, I pray it on you right now. Oh, let it happen! Let it happen! Let it happen! Let it happen! Yes. revival is here revival is here revival is here the harvest is here in Jesus name oh God the enemy's been picking a fight with you he ought to know better than to pick a fight with Ruth's children and David's warriors in the name of Jesus, oh God. In Jesus' name, come on. I'm begging you to have a breakthrough here tonight. I'm, I'm begging you to have a personal breakthrough in this place tonight. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh God Hayataya ya ta ya dalala makata haya yele beyama ya ta ya dalala makata yetele beyama yeah yetele glory 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 in the name of Jesus yeah oh yeah here comes another wave right now. Here comes another wave. I'm telling you, something to, is coming on you right now. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Woo. Here, the man de la Bahaya, Tulabosea, Kandelabo Sataya, Yalala Makaya, Ramanda Labosea. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Have your way. Have your
1: way.
0: Have your way, Lord. Jesus. Jesus, 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 if you got to go, you can go, but my, there's an anointing in this place, my God, have mercy, God is raising up a new generation of young adults, that have taken ownership of this revival in the name of Jesus this generation is about to see an unprecedented revival because you know you know what lineage you come from you know what lineage you're a part of Jesus 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 yeah come on prayer warriors come on prayer warriors I know everybody won't get a hold of it but something's breaking right now in the name of Jesus oh God hallelujah come on we've slain
1: Goliath but there's some other giants that are about to fall in the name of Jesus oh God we bound Jezebel. But there's some other giants that are about to fall. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, 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 Jesus,
0: Jesus, Jesus. Jesus la mada la bohora basata ya la 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 bakata liyam boqqa ba haya satala la boqanda ya ndala mosheya ya ula la mosheya urdamanda la mosheya ya la Jesus 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 hallelujah I know some of you are waiting on it to shut down but the floodgates are open in the name of Jesus. It's real easy when you just make the right choice. It's a given what kind of giant you're going to produce if you just make the right choice. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm preaching to an orpa out there tonight. You need to make your mind up. You need to make your mind up. I'm gonna cleave. I'm gonna cleave to the truth. I'm gonna hold on to the truth. I'm not gonna kiss it and walk away from it. In the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. She under the Some of you that are hanging on the fence. Some of you that are trying to cut the cord. Some of you that are trying to turn your back. I implore you tonight. Turn around. Turn toward the truth. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus the name of Jesus in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord. I not you just lift your hands here for a moment, now, Father? I'm praying. I'm praying conviction. I'm praying revelation. I'm praying empowerment. I'm praying understanding. Let the whole council of God set in our spirit here tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.